The Posing Podcast, the industry-leading source for posing, news, interviews, and so much more. Well, welcome everyone to The Posing Podcast. My name is Beck, and I have a very lovely lady here. Hello there. I'm Caitlin. And we are your hosts of The Posing Podcast, the two brains, the two beautiful brains behind this incredible uh, podcast, which is something that both of us have kind of wanted to do for a very long time. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, pretty much since you started APS, it's definitely been on, on the works for a while. Definitely. I'm excited that we're finally sitting down. We're actually doing it a little bit nervous, but hey, I think we've got some really cool stuff that we can give our audience and it's going to make a difference in the industry. I really hope so. Yeah. So for those, we're kind of going to do, this is our first ever episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, for anyone listening, just bear with us. Um, and if you have no idea who the hell we are, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We're very grateful. Whether you're doing your cardio, uh, you're on that dreaded Stairmaster, or you're just simply listening to us in your ears as you're doing housework, we appreciate you and thank you so much um, for you to be here. Um, So as mentioned, my name is Beck. Uh, I'm the owner of Australian Posing School and The Posing School, uh, and we're based here in Sydney. And Caitlin, over to you. Um, Yeah, so my name is Caitlin. I think um, Beck has fondly referred to me as her left nipple. Um, (laughs) Essentially, I am not necessarily the face of APS, but I have been there from almost day one. Um, I'm sort of the lady behind the scenes. If it's brand management, operations, partnerships, I'm your girl. Um, Been there along for the whole journey, which has been incredibly exciting. But I'm also... um, it's not the only thing I do. I am also a coach myself and a active bodybuilding competitor. Um, and yeah, Beck and I met, of course, through the industry, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Actually, speaking of that, should we tell the story of how we met? It's quite cute. Is it? Oh, it is. Well, like I had, I had started my first prep. Um, knew nothing, nothing at all about bodybuilding, and I remember I literally just googled posing coach because my coach at the time they were based in the US um, and they said go find yourself a posing coach in person somebody who can physically move you and who can physically get you and so I was like okay I literally just googled posing coach and there was one down the road from me it was Australian posing school and I was like okay well um, well it's right down the road I might as well go and I remember it was absolutely raining like pissing down that day and I was absolutely drenched pulled up at this gym I've never been into and I like stumbled into this studio at the top floor of this gym I've never been on been in which was like it was like a rabbit warren it was like so many levels of it it was a never been but there before and I walk in there's just this blonde haired uh like lady who was just like hi how are you and I was like what what is this (laughs) and just like completely sucked in and we, we did our first lesson together um and yeah that's how it all started. And then it just went from there, just uh, when you were still based in a gym and not in mm-hmm. the studio, mm-hmm. which yeah, is cool. It's crazy. Yeah. Was it? So uh, a plug to my gym, East Gardens, and actually the business, like the gym is actually called my gym. And um, I wanted to do posing coaching. I've done it at other places, but I wanted to now go out on my own and um, set set my own kind of rules and standards and so I messaged them and I said you know could I please use your gym classroom upstairs it had a great floor it wasn't a hard floor but it was definitely not the spongy typical gym flooring and 
did it there and I can remember that day ever so well and I remember seeing your lats and I was like you've got really good lats <laughs> yes hashtag lat queen hashtag lat queen yeah um which was it was just a special moment and then I think so I think that year we met in like 2019 or 20 yeah, it was during the pandemic because my first prep failed because of covid um i remember i think i got something like eight weeks out and then it just got canned and kept getting pushed out and pushed out and i think i remember crying on the phone to you um when I, when it got cancelled i still remember i was i was devastated um because i thought i felt like i'd let everyone down prep brain everything like that um but then yeah and then we worked together also for my f- successful prep mm. that finally happened mm. um and you were in this studio now. What year did you yeah. open this studio? Literally only January last year. Oh, my God. I know. There's like so much has happened. Since so then. much. It's crazy. I know. It's just so Caitlin first prepped in that crazy season where basically we were in lockdown and then not in lockdown and then in lockdown and then not in lockdown. And so poor Caitlin's shows kept getting pushed back. And I, I do remember you sent me a video and it was mm. a, I, I probably maybe still have it somewhere. It was oh a God. video and you're crying yeah. because – you the shows kept getting pushed back so it wasn't that you weren't sticking to your diet or doing anything like that it was just like oh no now the show's not two weeks away it's eight weeks away and I think that all of us were just emotionally crazy and burnt out and it was your first dieting season as well and you sent me a message and you're like please don't be mad at me I feel like such a failure I was like oh my goodness no um and then obviously from there Caitlin and I's friendship just kind of blossomed I think Mm. and we went on a coastal walk and I was then chatting to you about like the business side of APS um and you weren't in the fitness industry then you had you know I basically was the only probably I into yeah. this crazy cult world. Yeah. What were you doing? Um, so at the time I actually have a previous 10 year, over 10 year career in advertising and marketing. Um, I won't name drop them, but let's just say they were some very high up agencies that I've worked in and very blessed to work on some incredible big name clients. But I was just absolutely feeling burnt out by the industry. And so when Beck was like, hey, I need some help with like marketing, advertising. I was like, okay, I'd love to give this a go. I'd love to, you know, use my skills in an industry that I'm incredibly, incredibly passionate about. Um, um, and so we just started doing, I think I helped you with the launch of one of the athlete seasons. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept going from there and there. And then eventually I think it got to the point where I was like, I'm ready to jump ship if you are. <laughs> and then I was like, yes, please come and join the madness. And it's funny because I remember having a conversation with my accountant and because uh, it was just me, it literally was just little old me. And I used to do everything from like literally everything that APS is. I would, you know, obviously we didn't have the shoes and we didn't, I didn't have a big studio like we do now, but, um, I would do all of the social media. I would do all of the client intakes, the interviews. I would plus do the posing in the studio, all the marketing, all of that kind of stuff. And I was really nervous. I think if anyone is a business owner, you're quite nervous when you bring on your first technical like staff member or someone that comes in. Um, And my accountant just said these really blunt words and he was like, you're never going to grow if you don't grow and open up to other people. Mm. Um, And I think if, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have like... I was just so nervous because I was responsible for paying someone, you know, that you've got bills to pay. And I was like, okay, you're going to quit a bloody full-time job and come work for little old me. Like, oh my goodness. 
Yeah. But I don't regret it in a heartbeat. Oh, me neither. And now we're here. Yeah. Many, 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 many years later. I know. Which is freaking crazy. Has it, has it been many years? Yeah. Well, I've no. I met you since 2000 and I met you in yeah. 2020. So. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three and a half years. Wow. Which is freaking so crazy. Much it goes happened. so fast. Um, but anyway, we're here for the Posing Podcast. Not about Caitlin and Beck's friendship. I know. Which is freaking crazy. Um, now, obviously, I want to know a little bit more about like you and your bodybuilding um, journey and obviously, yeah, where you're at currently as well. Tell me all. Well, we kind of touched on that um, I had a failed prep and then I finally had a successful prep, which was season B last year, so season B 2022. Um, And that went, for want of a better word, pretty well, I think. Um, What'd you get? Tell everyone. uh, Well, I'll talk about sort of, I guess, my my better placings. Um, <laughs> nobody wants to talk about their bad placings. No, I'm I'm kidding. I did so. I did uh, four shows. I did ICN uh, State New South Wales, ICN Nationals, and then I did. Um, I took the jump into IFBB State and Nationals as well. Um, for the IFBB show, I did up in Queensland. Um, look, I'll be totally honest with you. ICN State, I barely placed. I didn't come in conditioned enough. And um, I remember the feeling of walking away from that show was like a sucker punch to the gut. I nearly cried um, because I had had this whole two year lead up to this. And so I was really unhappy with how I went. But I also recognized that some of that was on me. And so the most proud thing I am of that entire prep was that one week between um, ICN state and nationals, I went balls to the wall and managed to place fifth at um at nationals for icm which i was really happy with then went went and did ifbb um and then walked away with quite a few silvers and bronze as well i think yeah my top placing was uh open third um at nationals so very very happy with that amazing in a really big lineup yeah it was very competitive um but my current plans i'm deep in an off season right now um and then planning on competing in season B 2024. So a year from now, basically. Wait, is that a yeah, a year from, you're over a year from now. Um, because I'm getting married. Woo! And, which is exciting. But yeah, Beck, um, you also competed last year. I did. Yeah, do you wanna tell everyone a bit about that? Because that um, was a big show. It really was. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, I've been competing since 2013 was my mm. first show. Um and I actually competed in IMBA in 2013, which was now what we know as ICN. Technically, I know IMBA is now back here in Australia, but um, it was massive. It was huge. I had no idea what I was doing. Instagram wasn't around. Um, I didn't know anyone in the industry apart from some figure competitors. Mm. I actually think I, I did bikini and my one of my poses was actually a figure pose. Really? Yeah. Which one? Funny. I've got a photo of it. Um, like the resting pose with the front leg that's kind of out? like out. We need to find a photo of I that. I don't know what the – Put it up well, on the I shouldn't swear, but I was like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Like yeah. literally had no idea. And um, competed then, hated it. Was like, why did I do that? No one told me that I was getting judged on what I looked like bizarre right but no one tells you that they think that you go okay you're going to do this amazing bodybuilding competition you're going to diet you're going to learn how to pose you're going to train your heart out you're going to get really lean but no one actually says that the judges don't really care about you Mm. which I know that sounds really harsh but they don't they care about what you look like and you're judged on literally what you look like on that day and so I walked off 
hated it, said I would never do that again. Um, obviously was a journalist and a television producer at the time. And that was it. Like I dusted my shoes off. And then a couple of years, two years went by and kind of got the little itch again and went, okay, well, if I'm going to do this prep, I'm going to go absolutely all in and I'm going to just do it all. Um, and then competed every year from there. And so last year was my last year of competing. Mm. Um, I don't want to say forever because never, never say never, right? Um, but I competed at the Amateur Olympia uh, in December, which was really great. Um, and I definitely think last year was a, a huge year personally, professionally, physically, um, it was a really big year for me last year and I loved I loved competing but when I was backstage I'd realized that my time is done and what I mean by that it's not a case of I have a bad physique or that I can't diet or I can't do cardio but I've come to a point in my I suppose athletic career where I'm not willing to do the work that's needed to do to be competitive on an international stage and what I mean by that is that I'm I don't want to be a big person um and I'm I'm a quite a small framed woman and I don't enjoy doing off seasons I don't I don't love eating a whole lot of food and like I'm just gonna be really honest Mm. I just don't like doing it um and I take a long time to grow muscle and so looking at all of the women that I was up against I was smallest by far like Mm. I was the smallest (laughs) by far and I just don't want to do the work that's needed Mm. to do to be competitive um and I love the business side I love watching all of the athletes go through it and then now I've been given this amazing opportunity of being a a judge and I love that and I I find the reward and the passion is more in that aspect now Mm. um you know I'd love to maybe do masters one day it's kind of scary because masters only 35 plus which is I'm 33 this year so um you know maybe after that maybe after children my plan and we obviously got married uh on new year's eve and have have some children in the mix, you know, maybe in the next couple of years. Um, so maybe after that, but I'm just loving not being an athlete, mm. I think, for for a while. Um, you were talking about your first show and how yeah. you didn't realise you were being judged. Um, I think tell everyone, I guess, about how your experience in bodybuilding then led to the creation of APS. Yeah. Um, so I... Uh, after that horrible first experience of that show, every single other show that I did from there on, I went into the mindset of I'm going to do absolutely everything that I can to control in my power to be the best that I can be on that stage so that whatever happens, if I get last, I'll still be so proud of myself. And I then was known on stage for being a really good poser. I just had really good stage presence and I genuinely um, – like to thank my dancing background for that and anyone who is a dancer that is a bodybuilder you will know what I mean you have that or you're a stage performer of some some extent you have that adrenaline you know how to turn it on um and you have that really nice flow which is really quite hard for bodybuilders because usually they're quite muscular Mm. and they don't they're tomboys right Mm. um so I started competing, getting really good at it, being known for posing and I was trying to find someone that could help me with my posing and I couldn't find anyone. 
honestly couldn't find anyone. I wanted to go to someone that could say, okay, Beck, you have um, like your weakness is your glute hamstring tie-ins. So in your pose, we're going to hide them. We're more going to accentuate your small waist because I do have a genetically Mm. small waist. You do, tiny. Um, I do. If anyone knows my poses, I like make it really snatched. And literally, it's not Photoshop. It's just a pose. Mm. In real life, I don't look like that. It's a pose. And that's the power of posing. Um, But I couldn't find anybody. I I genuinely, I went to – I tried like two different coaches here in Sydney um, and like they were great, but I would go to them and they would go, oh, wow, it looks good. Great. Looks good. Great. I was thinking, no, I want someone that's like firm, that's hard, that can help me grow. Um, and this was like back in 2015, 16. So posing coaching wasn't a thing. It even wasn't a thing overseas. Um, and so I started doing posing coaching for like underneath another coach. It was really amazing at the time um, in terms of she gave me my little little stepping stool and believed in me and I'm really grateful for her. So Jess Murphy, if you are listening, um, it, was, it was literally her that basically said, I think that you've got what it takes to be a coach. And so I started doing um, group classes for her and then I also started to do, um, you know, private classes for her clients or anyone that kind of came through her doors. And then I found that I was really good at it. And everyone was coming to me and my like I was just growing and growing. And I loved it. I loved uh, watching these athletes and compete on stage and thanking me for obviously changing the game with posing. Um, and so then I literally created Australian Posing School. And I think the biggest thing for me was I never – throughout that whole journey of my prep, um, through all of those years, I no one understood what I was going through. So my family and friends wanted me to eat a burger because I was – looking thin um the other competitors that I met you know were located everywhere else and there wasn't really like one central hub for us all to go to um and it missed that community element and so when I opened APS not only did I want to become the best posing coach um or the best posing kind of provider in the world but I wanted a place where everyone could come even if they have different coaches they could connect in a way and really come together and feel supported regardless of where they are in their prep Mm. so yeah that's how APS was created yeah and I think there's been some really key achievements along the way um one of which is TPS yes the posing school yes we have Australian posing school the posing school the posing podcast. Do you want to tell everyone a bit about the posing school? Yeah, sure. So the posing school was actually created because at APS I was, well, and and still I'm struggling with it. And I think we all are, if we do own a business or at least um, we are like the front runners of, of a business or a huge role at a company is that we struggle with time management. And I'm still struggling kind of with that and being overworked um, because I'm so passionate about it. So people go, oh my gosh, how do you do it? I love it. Hmm. But sometimes you need a day off, right? And so I think um, we created the posing school and the posing school all really created was because um, I was hitting capacity at APS as a coach and I had a lot of people that would come to me and be like, oh, I want to be able to learn from you um, but you're not available on the weekend or I can only do 9 o'clock on a Thursday night and no offence to anyone, I don't work past 5pm literally with clients on a weeknight because I'm not a nighttime person. Um And so the posing school is literally an online school um, with courses for posing for bodybuilding shows. It's basically you on, you on tap, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you don't need – like you basically just – you go on in, you choose the course that you want to do, you pay for it and off you go. And the the one course obviously that's there at the moment is Bikini for um, IFBB MPC and there are what, 12 modules I think in total? Yeah, so 12 episodes – or 10, sorry, 10 in total. Um, and with those 10, that's like 10 lessons plus with me. I would even say – I would go and say that's like 15 lessons with me all pre-recorded, all that you get to work at your own place, um, like pace, sorry, how to individualize it all. Because I think that was another big thing with posing um, and I've been on like a mission is that you shouldn't accept just one pose suits everyone. It doesn't. Um, just as your training and nutrition is individualized to you, so should your posing because everyone's physique is so different. Um, and so in that course, we obviously teach you how to individual individualize it Um and it's also got so many other modules, not just posing about, you know, mindset and then um, uh, like homework drills mm. and how to really prepare yourself for stage. So I'm really excited. The posing school is still very new. Um, we've got a lot of exciting things coming up for the posing school um, that, you know, should be happening in kind of June, July, which is really epic. But it's a really great way that if people can't necessarily be here in Sydney, they don't have the finance the finances to join our amazing athlete team at Australian Posing School, um, they can do TPS. Yeah, I think that's one thing that's really cool about TPS is it's anytime you want. Like, mm-hmm. there, you know, you can literally, if you need a posing lesson now, you can go get it. Yeah. Um, it's way more budget-friendly um, which, you know, we all know competing is really expensive. Yeah. So it's a great budget-friendly option. Um, and I think it's just nice to have you in your pocket whenever you want. I know selfishly. Oh. <laughs> is it? <laughs> For me, it is. Can't get enough. Um, Thanks, Dal. You're just sucking up. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's, I think there's been, other than TPS, there's been quite a few achievements. Mm. Like I'm thinking of like the shoe fairy. Yeah, one. so last year was massive. So mm. um, kind of. And this obviously episode is very different to what we probably will normally do on the Posing Mm. Podcast. This is very much a background, who we are, just so that you listeners can know where we're coming from in terms of our opinions, I think, because I definitely feel like um, both Caitlin and I, we've been in the industry now for a little bit, um, especially myself. um, And I definitely think that we've got some kind of authority, I think, um, or I hope, um, and some really good uh, knowledge and background so that's obviously why we're telling you all of this stuff but last year we opened a 385 square meter studio here in Sydney in Mascot so it's super close to the airport if you ever want to visit us that was a really big achievement for us and then we were fortunate enough um, the shoe fairy which is literally the, the world's best competing shoes honestly uh, Alexa from the shoe fairy she's located in the US a beautiful beautiful woman that's actually about to have her first baby mm. um, who's an incredible businesswoman. She was a competitor herself mm. and then created this this line of shoes because if anyone has ever worn any other brand than the Shoe Fairy, so I'm not going to mention the the two main names that obviously you can get here, here in Australia or in the US, they're really uncomfortable. The plastic is so hard. Girls wear socks because the plastic cuts your feet. I've literally had two pairs break on me yeah. and I genuinely didn't – I was like, okay, how good, good can the Shoe Fairy be? And then when we got them, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm a terrible salesperson because like we don't really have to do a whole lot for them because they speak for themselves. They really do. Um, and so if anyone needs competition shoes, buy them from like us. Obviously here in Australia, we stock them at the shoe, f- we stock the shoe fairy. They're way cheaper than obviously buying them in the US because our shipping is a lot cheaper. We obviously ship uh, nationally. We also ship sometimes to Asia and other countries. Um, but the US shipping to here is so expensive. So um, 
please, 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 um, before going to their website, come to ours first. We deal straight with the shoe fairy though. So if you ever need um, a stock, we can obviously get some more in as well. Mm. But they are game changing. And I think a really good opportunity, people were able to try and feel the Mm. shoes at the IFBB shows recently. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been on a bit of a tour with them, haven't we? So much has happened. So we now stock the shoe fairy. So uh, we stock the shoe fairy. We've obviously got our own line of bikinis, which is really cool. So practicing posing bikinis, not show bikinis. Mm. Um, I'll save that for other businesses to do. Um, So we've got those bikinis. We've got um, socks. Yep. We've got bomber jackets. Mm-hmm. We've got robes. So we've got a whole line of apparel, which is really great. We've got more apparel in the works, um, which is also really exciting. So we've got that. That's been a huge um, – we're so privileged and grateful to be the Southern Hemisphere's stockist for the Shoe Fairy. So thank you so much, the Shoe Fairy, for believing in us. Um, we, like Honestly, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then we opened, obviously, the posing school at the end of last year and we were so – blessed to have been able to uh, actually launch our company at Olympia, mm. which is the, the bee's knees, the, the, the ultimate, ultimate. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, you know, <laughs> Mr. Olympia, just, you know, just casually. Yeah. So we, uh, I went over there and obviously um, we launched, we were, um, all of our logos were on the, on the back screens. We had posters everywhere. We were published in um, Muscle and um, the Muscle and Fitness mm. Hers magazine, yeah. which was really amazing. And then what was really cool is that I actually awarded uh, third place at Olympia in the finals for bikini. Ashley. Ashley won it, which is really, really, really cool. So that was an amazing opportunity that we had. And I really feel like because of that opportunity as well, we've really kind of cemented ourselves I think in the industry and then the biggest achievement that we've had down here in Australia is well one of the biggest achievements is obviously we've been so blessed to have been given the title of the official posing provider for IFBB Pro League which is obviously MPC in the US Mm. and in my opinion the biggest federation in the world um So that's been awesome because we have been on tour with them. We did season B last year. We've just wrapped up season A this year. um, And we're also committed to doing season B next, uh, obviously coming up this year, at the end of this year, which is crazy. So we go to all the capital cities um, that they go to. We have a stall and then we also, you know, have had that amazing posing award, which we kind of rattled the industry, I want to say. Like, do you feel like we did that last year? Well, Definitely. Like, Mm. I think a lot of people were like, oh, what's this? A new award. And now we have other federations Mm -hmm. who have their own posing Mm -hmm. award, which is kind of cool. Like, hey, I am all about supporting other um, federations, you know, and other businesses lifting up posing. That's that is our mission. That is what we are here for. Um, It's really exciting to be able to lead that from the front. Yeah. Um, And I think also I've had a couple of athletes message me being like, I just want to win the posing award. I don't care if I place. Um, and I'm like, that is cool. That yeah. is really cool. Um, and, you know, we've started with bikini because they are the category that dedicate the most mm-hmm. to posing currently or historically mm-hmm. have. Um, but other categories are definitely coming up. Like I was watching like some of the, f- um, the routines from nationals. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're going to cover IFBB in another podcast because yeah. that's just like a full. It's a whole podcast. It's a whole own. podcast. And I think it goes like I'm so um, I want to say like when I saw the other federations that we're doing this posing award. I had this moment where I was like, wow, we are actually really making a stamp on the industry. And I have, I always have a lot of clients that do message me and they're so beautiful and they message me and they say, hey, Beck, I just wanted to let you know that you're really 
changing the industry because my motto from the day one that I opened the business in 2019 was a better poser will always be a better body. That's our slogan. Mm. And I truly believe that if you cannot pose for your physique, it's definitely going to impact your placing. And I'm just so grateful that that award has been um, loved and appreciated by everyone, whether it's from coaches to other federations wanting to do it for for them as well it just means that they're taking posing seriously and that's that's my mission and then recently which has been really cool is that I can now say that I'm a fully qualified IFBB pro league judge I know that was very (laughs) again I feel like we've got to do a whole podcast on just your experience as a judge Mm -hmm. everything like that there's a lot to unpack there yeah um no but that is incredibly exciting and you know I obviously love the IFBB as a competitor but also as somebody who watches it yeah um, I love it and I it's but it's interesting though so while we've done a lot of uh stuff with IFBB I love it however I love teaching WBFF mm. I love it um and for those who don't know at Australian Pacific School we teach all federations I actually started um I think the biggest federation and is still to this day probably the most that I get is ICN I love ICN Rabs from ICN New South Wales um I know him quite well we obviously bring them here for workshops and they're a really amazing federation they're a fan like honestly nationwide ICN I love I think it's amazing for um anytime competitors I don't want to just say newbies because some of their athletes are insane I actually honestly can say hand on my heart that the the caliber of athletes that come through ICN sometimes are better than IFBB oh they're incredible and the level of conditioning that you will see sometimes insane so impressive Incredible. And I love it. I love I love the shows. They're nice and fast. There's no really individual walks, you know. And there's a lot of shows on offer. So they're in every single state, multiple divisions. They've got all those different categories um, and divisions that you can enter, which I love. So I think that that's been fantastic. So we teach that obviously here at APS. But as a coach, um, I then started to get into WBFF because I find WBFF has really changed um, in the past couple of years. It's really growing here in Australia. I actually met a client. She came into a workshop and she was the first bikini WBFF competitor that competed in a show. I think it was eight years ago. Wow. And she said there was two of them. There was two Two bikini girls in WBFF. Hmm. Isn't that wild? And now there's like hundreds and hundreds that compete at a show. Um, but I love teaching it because it's so intricate. There's no real rules, even though there is kind of rules. Um, it's just more elaborate. So I love I love that. And we have coaches here at APS that teach just WBFF specific as well. Hmm. Um, so the whole point of this podcast is honestly for you that are, that's listening and for Caitlin and I to be – you know, your go-to when it comes to posing in Australia, but also worldwide in terms of we want to be ones that are talking about what's going on, being, you know, having throwing our opinion in, also inviting special guests on the podcast as well to share their opinions of posing and just be your go-to posing podcast, I think, moving forward. Because there's nothing like us around. No, there really isn't. Like, um, and you know, I went and had a look to see what other people are doing. And yes, there is podcasts all about bodybuilding, but nothing specifically in the industry about posing. And I think if this is becoming a much bigger part of the industry as a whole and much more of a spotlight on it, there needs to be a voice about it. Um, I'm just really excited we get to be there. And I really hope we bring some, like some amazing value to our listeners. Um, we know how hard prep is. We know how hard bodybuilding is. So it's nice that we can be there for them. But yeah. Yeah. 
We've got a lot of podcasts in the works. Um, we've got a lot of things planned across many of the businesses and in the future. This year is set to be a big one. But I think, you know, maybe we wrap this podcast mm -hmm. up with a question. And I, the question I wanted to ask you back is what do you want to achieve this week? Ooh, good question. I like this. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited The one th because the one thing that I really want to achieve this week is I'm really excited to be a coach and achieve being a oh, – that sounds so weird, like being a coach because that's what I do. But ICN Nationals is this weekend. So uh, we're recording this on a Friday and ICN yeah, Nationals is this weekend. And one thing that I really want to achieve this week is to be there as a coach for my clients at their show to celebrate their wins because for the past eight weeks we've been on tour and – I'm, I unfortunately haven't been at some of my clients' shows and I'm, I love being there. I love watching them uh, pump up backstage and being there and celebrating with them, eating all of their lollies <laughs> and then watching them go on stage and just shine. And I often have tears in my eyes um, and that's one thing that makes my job so rewarding. And so the one thing I want to achieve this week is just being there for my clients. And I'm just so excited for this weekend to be able to just – be a good coach and just celebrate their wins with them. It's going to be a big show this weekend. I'm yeah. really excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really keen to go and watch and see how all our girls do. I know. I'm excited. What's one thing that you want to achieve, my love, this oh, week? Well, speaking of, I guess you mentioned our IFBB tour and everything, which, you know, we're going to unpack some other time. Um, I think I realized the other day it's been four weeks since I've had just like a day off that I haven't mm. worked. Um, you girls are a little tired. Um, so my and her washing is overflowing. Is. <laughs> her house desperately needs vacuuming and I've got two dogs and they shed everywhere. Um, that was shed, not shit, just in case. <laughs> shed. <laughs> they definitely don't shit everywhere. I hope not. Um, yeah, my what I want to achieve this week is just to rest, to like at least have – a day where I just do me, me stuff, mm. um, where like I am not working um, on my own business, where I'm not working on APS, though I love it. Oh, Sometimes you have, it. To, you have to like pull me back. Sometimes I literally have Jack, who's my partner. He's like, Caitlin, you need to take a day off. I'm like, I know, I know, but I love this so much. Um, Sometimes so I even leave the studio and you're still here. I'm like, what are you doing? You've been here since like seven o'clock in the morning. You're like, oh, I'm just on a roll. I just, <laughs> I just love it. Um, but yeah, Thank I do you. need to prioritize you rest do. more. And so that's now that we're all the season's wrapping up. Um, season A is basically done. We've got our I and season B. I'm going to be able to just prioritize rest a bit more. And that's good. what I want to achieve. Good. And so that we're ready. So what day are you going to rest? Oh, good question. So um, you've got to put it in. I reckon. Do it Tuesday when yeah. I have my day off. Actually, <laughs> oh, um, my biggest client check-in day for me personally is on Monday. So probably Tuesday is going to be my day. So, yeah, it. you guys, if you're listening, just follow up with me. You're like, Caitlin, did you rest? Make sure you did. Make sure you did. Yeah. Make sure you vacuumed your floors. I did. <laughs> did what washing. Absolutely. I love it. Um, so if people want to follow along, um, obviously, where can they find you? Um, so my business is called Plant Forge Physique. Um, you can find me on Instagram at 
um, Plant Forge Physique. Um, but also make sure that you guys are following this podcast. You're following um, The Posing Podcast. You're following Australian Posing School, The Posing School. Um, and if you can, please like and share this podcast. Take a screenshot, um, share it on your socials. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. You know, we're always open for feedback because basically we're here for you and we just want to improve. Um, and we can't wait to chat to you guys some more. Exactly. And if anyone wants to find me, I'm not very good on my personal one. I literally probably just share cat videos or selfies. Um, I'm uh, Beck the Poser um, or just follow on um, Australian Posing School. Um, that's literally me. I'm the only one that mans it. So if you slide into that. But the Posing Podcast, please let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, did you see a controversial pose? Because – and then this is another thing as well that maybe everyone can, can share and – tell us I get sent the amount of reels and photos that I get sent of bad poses and obviously we don't want to have any negativity we're all about lifting everyone up however sometimes we need to talk about some real questionable posing and we all know that I'm really blunt and honest so if you do see a crazy athlete doing some weird pose send it to us because we may chat about it yeah, maybe we'll do some Q&As and, you know, unpick some posing. I freaking love it. And if you have a guest that you want us to chat to, let us know and we'll approach them. That's it from us. Thank you for listening. And if you're doing your cardio, keep going, you good thing. Or if you're doing your housework, keep vacuuming and then you can come over to Caitlin's house and my house and do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it from us. We'll chat to you soon. Bye.